The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Stand with me, won't you? Take your Bibles, turn to the book of Romans. So I preach a special message in lieu of our soon coming holiday called Thanksgiving. Message is called Be Thankful. Everybody say it. Be Thankful. Romans chapter 1, verse, tw- verse 18 through 25. Reading from the New King James. If you're all there, say, Woo! All right, good. And we have notes, too. Do you all have notes? Did you get the notes? If you don't have notes, raise your hand high and wave it around wildly. All right, ushers, we need assistance. Noteless people everywhere. All right. All right, good. Ushers, we need notes. Notes, ushers. Thank you. All right, praise God. Romans 18, pardon me, Romans 1, verse 18. You ready? For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Verse 21. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Verse 22. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave him up, gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is forever blessed. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning, what you did in the first service for your presence that's stirring and moving even now. God, I pray as I preach your word that you would give me great liberty and unction. We invite you to come and interrupt the service at any time and do whatever you want to do. Every man, every woman, every child be brought low and you be glorified and magnified today in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated. How quickly are you to say thank you? I've found that I've at times said thank you and I didn't really mean it. I've also said thank you when I was sarcastic. I try to avoid sarcasm. It's certainly not as kingdom language. Like, thanks a lot. How many of you know that's not really what you were saying? But how, how quick are you to say thank you? Say, so, Pastor, why would you ask that? Because having a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving is a key ingredient to your spiritual life. And if you lose an attitude of gratitude, you are headed for some serious trouble. As we move on in the week and we get to Thanksgiving, I think it's, it's probably my favorite holiday. I, mean, I really enjoy Christmas and I enjoy all the holidays and I always enjoy food. 
and fellowship and family. But something about Thanksgiving just really affects me. It's unique to the United States of America. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving in South America. If they do, they're, they're probably got some roots back here. It's, a, it's an American holiday. And it's a celebration of what God did in sustaining those pilgrims so many years ago through their first winter. But if you lose the attitude of gratitude, if you lose a heart of thanksgiving and become somebody who's ungrateful, then you're going to basically set yourself up for judgment. Look, ingratitude is a key ingredient for God's judgment right there in your notes. In other words, when you lose your attitude of gratitude, when you lose your heart of thanksgiving, you position yourself to get slammed. And I don't mean by your neighbor, I'm talking about by God. It is really the will of God, and we'll look at many scriptures this morning, it's the will of God for you to give thanks in all things, in all things, to give thanks. So let's look at this text and we'll see some things that, about what will happen, the results of not being thankful. One becomes futile in their thinking. What do you mean? If you lose your gratitude, you, you lose a heart of thanksgiving, then your thinking is going to become futile. The text says, verse 21. In other words, your thinking will become in vain. It'll become useless. It'll become fruitless. Fruitless. Literally, the Bible says a person who's not, think, who, who's not thankful, their thinking becomes distorted. Well, we ought to just thank God right now. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. You can actually get over into murmuring and complaining and grumbling. I believe it's 1 Corinthians 10 talks about how the Old Testament saints were used as an example for us in the New Testament. And through their own grumbling, they released the destroyer. There is a demonic entity throughout scripture you will see called the destroyer. And when you begin to put your mouth in a position of grumbling and complaining, you release the destroyer. I can tell you many, many stories and illustrations about this. And Joyce Meyer, who's a favorite preacher of many and um, tremendous woman of God, a friend of this ministry, has come preached for us for just about every single year in the Hawaiian Islands. And she said uh, years ago, she learned this by she preached some sermon. And she didn't do as well as she would hoped or didn't feel like she did as well as she could have. And she was sitting down and she was calling herself stupid. She was saying, I'm so stupid. I just, now can I ever get this thing right? And she's grumbling and murmuring and coming into agreement with all the lies that were coming into her mind. And as she did that, her eyes were opened even to the spiritual realm and she saw two dark figures coming towards her which she knew to be demons and as just before they got to her she repented oh god i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not stupid after all i'm made in your image god greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world you know she started quoting scripture and standing on what she knew the word of god said about her as opposed to grumbling and complaining about some idea that she had about herself and those two demons left there's some people that just I mean, have you ever known somebody who's just so depressed and in their depression, all they can think about is themselves and their thinking becomes clouded. 
They, they can't think right. Their thinking becomes futile, becomes darkened. They just, they, they get distorted. They get distorted about the Lord. They get distorted about themselves. They get distorted about reality. They just can't see. It's the glasses half empty. They're grumbling. They're murmuring, complaining. They've lost an attitude of gratitude. They're not thankful anymore. They've gotten over into a place of ingratitude and literally released darkness on their own mind. We had a, a young man who came to the conference just this last weekend as I was in Louisville, Kentucky, and he was depressed. I mean, how many of you know if it looks like a duck, talks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's probably a duck, right? Okay, so how many of you know you don't have to have a whole lot of discernment to see that somebody's depressed? They look depressed. They, 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 they look dark, and they're, they're scooped out eyes sometimes, weary and tired. And I, and I won't ask you to raise your hand if you've ever struggled with depression, but I, I certainly have before I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then one other time I struggled with depression is when I first moved up to Alaska. I think it was my third winter, and I was feeling this oppression. And I'm thinking, Lord, what is the deal? I usually have joy. So I'm praying. And the Lord said, son. I was like, yes. He said, you have a depletion in vitamin D. I thought, oh, <laughs> okay. So we went and got some vitamin D. And uh, I, I, it's like I got baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost about three days after I was taking vitamin D. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Or is that just me? After all, we moved from Kauai with not 14 hours of darkness, but 14 hours of ongoing daylight and eternal spring all the time. This man came to the front at this conference last weekend and we began to pray and prophesy over him. And it was like layers just began to come off of him. I mean, it was just one after another after another. And soon his head was being held high. And I said, I said, man, I want to pull off your hat, bro. Can I pull off your hat? He said, yeah. I pulled off his hat and he looked at me and I looked at him and it was like the lights were on. And uh, he said, praise God. I said, praise God, man. I said, man, shout. I want you to shout. He goes, praise God. I said, that is lame, bro. Come on, man, like a real shout. You know, depressed people can't shout. And if you can get a depressed person shouting for the glory of God, there will no longer be depressed. It breaks off of them. And he lifted his voice. His, the sound of his voice echoed through that entire place that we were in. And it was like you could hurt a two-by-four snap off of him. And he walked out of that place filled with joy, radiant. And he didn't put his hat back on. Not that if you're wearing a hat, it makes you depressed. But I mean, something, you know, you, the hoodie thing, you know, the... You know what I'm talking about? You can't see them. And he just got set free. When you lose an attitude of gratitude, when you're not thankful, you'll end up having your thoughts darkened. Your, your heart will be darkened, which is the next point. But your thoughts will become futile. You, you won't think right. Come on, some of you need to get your mind right. Get your mind right, boy. How are you going to do that? Begin to be thankful. Amen. Verse 21, secondly, the second thing of the results of, of not being thankful. First one, one becomes futile in their thinking. The second point or second thing we see here in the text, also in verse 21, one's heart becomes darkened. Their foolish hearts were darkened. So actually, if you're not thankful, you're a fool. It's, it's really what it's saying. They're foolish hearts. In other words, they're foolish because they're not, they're not thankful. They don't acknowledge God, his invisible qualities being seen throughout all of creation. Wow. And that doesn't necessarily mean your heart that's beating within your chest becomes darkened. Although I have seen people have um, 
ingratitude and it affects their health. I've seen that. It's really talking about your spiritual heart or your spiritual eyesight. You become, you become uh, darkened and your life gets caught in a trap. You see, pastor, all from not being thankful. Absolutely right. So we ought to have Thanksgiving, whether we're celebrating the pilgrims. I mean, a Thanksgiving should be every day. Your heart and your mouth should express Thanksgiving all the time. I had more things go wrong this morning on the way to church. I was 15 minutes late in my usual schedule. You know, the printer messed up. I, I should have got up a little bit earlier. My computer failed three times, I think. Losing corrections in my notes as I would do it. I mean, it was one thing after another. Breakfast just didn't, you know, I didn't get to breakfast, didn't come out quite right. I was hoping my wife would come down, and, but she had her own challenges. Hallelujah. And if I wasn't doing a message on Thanksgiving, I don't know that it would have gone as well with me this morning. Because I had a lot of opportunities to be like, man, give me a break. Come on. <laughs> And so she came down. I said, honey, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful to be home. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's just it really helped me. You know, we have, we, have, we have a tendency to forget. Really, the beginning of deception is, is losing your heart of thanksgiving. You lose your heart for thanksgiving, of thanksgiving for God, for all that he's done for you. Then you're heading for deception. One starts to worship creation instead of God. Verse 23. An exchange of glory of, of the immortal God. This is the NIV now. For images made to look like mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Mm. I'm going to paraphrase it um, because I would, might have a challenge looking for it uh, in the Old Testament. When Moses brought the children of Israel out of the house of bondage. God spoke to him on the mountain. He was reluctant. He eventually went. They come back to that place and he goes up to the mountain to talk to God and he's gone for, you know, 40 days. And the children of Israel down in the valley, although they were invited to go, they would not go. He said, no, 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 you, you go and talk to God for us and whatever, whatever he says we'll do. And so they don't go because they're scared. I think because they like their sin. For whatever reason, they're terrified to go up the mountain. So it's just Moses. If you go study it, you'll see that they were invited, the elders, to go up there, but they didn't go. So Moses is up there and he's gone so long that they say, you know something? I don't know where Moses is. But let's have a festival. Let's... How many of you know the story? Let, 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 let's celebrate. Let's have a celebration and thank God. And so they collect, you know, Aaron collects the gold and the earrings and all this stuff. And he makes this declaration. He says, tomorrow we will worship God. And now how many of you know they worship the calf, the golden calf? Right? Watch this. When you go and you study that text, he says, tomorrow we will worship God. Now, there's lots of different words for God in Scripture. Some, can, some God, G-O-D, it can be God as in false gods. 
And some relate to God, the Lord. But when you see in Scripture the Tetragrammatron, how many of you know what that is? Y-H-W-H. Now, we say it's Yahweh. We say they, the name of God is so holy, there was no values, vowels, and they never pronounced it. So we only guess what it could be. In fact, if, if you learn to read Hebrew, they will teach you when you come to Y-H-W-H, which is called the Tetragrammatron, you say Adonai when you come to that. You don't try to go, you you don't try to pronounce Y-H. You don't try to pronounce it. You say Adonai. When you read how God called them up the mountain, but they said no. And Moses goes and he's up there for the prescribed time that God has. And he's, he's getting the Ten Commandments. They get a little impatient and they decide to have church. And so when Aaron says, for tomorrow we will worship Y-H. W-H, when he says, tomorrow we will worship the Lord, is not talking about a false god. Which is amazing to me because they then go and they worship the golden calf. Application, based on the text we're looking at. When you aren't thankful and you don't learn who God is according to the scriptures and, and go up the mountain, you will settle for a God of your own understanding and you might call him Jesus. That's right. In other words, when you, when you don't obey the word and, you, and maybe, look, you could go to church and going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than a, than a car standing in a garage makes you a, uh, than you standing in a garage makes you a car. There's lots of people that go to church and say they love God. God has a way of loving him. It's on his own terms, which is obeying his word. But when we don't obey his word and don't do the things that we're called to do, then actually what we end up doing is setting ourselves up for worshiping a golden calf. They, do you think it was their intention? I mean, how, how, I mean, how stupid can you, th- can you think that they are to say that they came through the Red Sea? I mean, the provision, the miracle power of God, and they thought it came from a golden calf. Do you think that makes sense? Golden calf is one of the deities they worshipped back in Egypt. bull deity or whatever they call it. Truth is, God brought them out of Egypt. They still had a lot of bull in them. <laughs> Look, God, God's trying to get you a place of revelation, but if you lose your attitude of gratitude and you begin to see God through a God of your own understanding, then you will actually end up worshiping a golden calf. Did you get that? Everybody say, oh, no, I'm going to be thankful. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I'm thankful today. Hey, praise the Lord. Come on, tell your other neighbor, say, I'm going to be thankful. Come on, tell them. Verse 23, they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human being. Fourthly, we see that one becomes bound by their own lust. Verse 24, therefore God gave them over to the sinful desire of their hearts, sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. You see, when you're not thankful to God and, to, and for others, everything can become about you, about us. And you can end up getting bound by your fallen human nature. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about God. It's about loving him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. It's about loving God and delivering men. And if we lose our attitude of gratitude, 
we position ourselves to become idolaters, basically bound by our own lusts and greed. And really, that's, that's the way our culture is. We've removed God and set ourselves up really for the, the next point here. E, one abandons truth for a lie. I was in this university town. One abandons truth for a lie. I was in this unity, university town, Louisville. I think there's three universities there. They've pushed God out of the universities in our land and, and teach, they teach lies. Like you and I came from the primordial slime that we evolved from a single cell over millions and millions of years. And if you can get people to swallow that pill, then it's easy to kill babies, see. And in our culture, people don't... People don't have the, the, the revelation that comes from the word of God that we're made in God's image. Because if we're made in God's image, it's very difficult to kill people in utero. And so they begin to teach basically lies. There's a promotion of absolute lies. I'm, I'm saying there's some truth there. I'm not saying it's all lies. But, but it creeps in. And it begins to destroy a nation and a, a culture and we're not thankful to God God gives you over to a depraved mind and that's how it starts gratitude and God judges them by turning them over to a depraved mind verse 28 furthermore just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God so God gave them over to the depraved mind my goodness and aren't we seeing that when is the last time you called your mom and dad if they're alive and said thank you for paying for my food or I mean hopefully your parents fed you at some point during your life when you were growing up I and mean, you got something to thank them for when's the last time you, you, you said thank you to your employer when's the last time you said thank you to your brother or your sister or, or your cousin or your aunt or your uncle to somebody to sincerely thank them for, for being in your life or your wife puts up with the likes of you. Picking up your BVDs and all that. Not me now, I'm perfect. I don't have any problems like that, praise God. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about, um, I'm thankful I don't have babies. I'm thankful for babies. You can have all the babies you want to have, praise the Lord. Come on, I think the righteous should be fruitful and multiply. Amen. Righteous people ought to have kids. Raise up a generation. Amen. I'm thankful for my two kids, but I am really happy I don't have little babies. I, I, I like holding them. I like kissing them. I like giving them back. Amen. Because I remember what it's like. It's not a painful memory, but I'm just glad I'm out of that phase. I'm in another phase, and you can all intercede and pray for me. Hallelujah. No, I, it's wonderful. My kids are a blessing. My wife used to change most of the diapers. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. And the reason is, <laughs> is I would come very close to throwing up every time I try to change a diaper. And I, I'm just, I was thinking about that this morning. I don't know what spurred that thought. I don't think it was prophetic or anything. I, I just, I'm just thankful I don't have to change diapers anymore. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful I'm not 22, 23, 25. I'm so thankful. I mean, some of y'all just got it going on, all that, and a bag of chips with three Coca-Colas. But I was dumb as a box of rocks at 25, and the only problem was I didn't know it. 
I thought I was just like all that. You know what I mean? Like, sup? But really, I was headed to destruction. I'm thankful I don't have to go through the pain of, the, of poor choices that I used to make. Is anybody thankful you're not throwing yourself under the bus anymore? Ingratitude comes from the sin of pride. It's really, ingratitude is self-worship. Oh, snap. Yeah. You're worshiping yourself. And no one can measure up. It's not good enough. The answer to ingratitude, the key to ingratitude, which is an ingredient for judgment, the key is be thankful to God. That's the key. Be thankful to God. Be thankful for others. And take seriously the mandate in God's word to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Let me read to you a few scriptures and we'll close this morning. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, when I first read that as a baby Christian, I did not read it in, understand, in the way it was intended. I read it, give thanks for all circumstances, but that's not what it says. It says in all circumstances, because not all circumstances are from the Lord. Like I said, sometimes we've thrown ourselves under the bus. Sometimes somebody else pushed you under the bus. Sometimes it's because of the fallen human nature, even an attack from darkness, perhaps. But God's will for you, God's will for me, is in all circumstances learn to give thanks. Why? Because God will turn it around if you learn to give a sacrifice of praise. You'll learn to thank him. In the midst of the situation that you're in, you thank him, and he'll release the blessings of God on you. He'll help you. He'll turn it all for good. Romans 8 and verse 28 says, And we know that God works all things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. When you go through things here, 1 Thessalonians 5, Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. Colossians 3.17 says, and whatever you do, everybody say whatever you do. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks. Giving what? Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Give thanks. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Look, learn to give thanks. Be thankful. You could be brain dead today. You could be in a coma today. You could be in the hospital today. And some people are, and we pray they rise up and get healed. You could be in a wheelchair today. You stand here today clothed in your right mind, most of you. Most. (laughs) Most of you in your right mind. Come on, you ought to just say thank you, Jesus, right now. Come on, somebody say thank you, Jesus. 
Philippians 4. Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I'll say it again. Rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation by prayer and petition with... With what? I'm sorry. With what? With thanksgiving. With prayer, petition, thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I know what it is to have no peace, and I know what it is to have peace. I will never go back to a life of anxiety. I will never go back to a life that's riddled with worry and concern. And thanksgiving's a key to that. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing, making melody or music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks. Put that scripture up for me. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 through 20. Always what? Always giving thanks? Always? Go verse 19. And verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father. As we come upon this great holiday, it's a reminder that sometimes we're not as thankful as we could be. There's a warning from Romans that ingratitude will set you up to become foolish, stupid, and darkened. <laughs> Your thoughts will become futile. See, ingratitude is like worship to the enemy. It's like, it's like, it's like worship unto the, the evil one. Because God's done so much for you. Sometimes we think about what he hasn't done and we get in a place where we're owed something or something. Come on, remember where you came from. Remember what he did for you. Remember when you prayed and received Jesus. Remember how he delivered you. Remember how he set you free. Remember how in the midnight hour he came in. He spoke to you. He gave you peace. How he provided for you. Some of you in a hospital bed or maybe even a car crash. God intervened. He snatched you like a stick from the fire. Remember what he's done. And I've found if I thank God for what he's done, then my current situations that seem like mountains become molehills. And God who taught me to swim isn't going to let me drown right now. And he didn't bring me this far just to like, you know, God's not a child abuser. Let that be a revelation to you. He's not beating you up and putting depression on you. That's not from the Lord. Depression, anxiety, none of that stuff is from God. 
when you position your heart to be a worshiper, to be somebody that just thanks him. Come on, just thank him all across this place. Thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for sending your word and healing my disease, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for opening my eyes. For freeing me from the God of this age. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for my wife and my family. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my church. Thank you for your spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, just thank you right out loud. Come on, open up your mouth. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just take a praise break right now. Just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Where would you be without God? Somebody's going to get set free from depression right now if you'll just take your eyes off yourself and begin to put your eyes on Jesus. Come on, stand up all across this place. Lift your voice and thank Him. Come on, thank you. setting me free if you never did another thing for me God you have already done it all you are awesome God you're wonderful worship you today come on let's repent Lord forgive us where we've grumbled and murmured forgive us how we focus on the glass where it's half empty at times and 
Forgive us, Lord, for... having an idol of ingratitude. Thank you, Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If God forbid this would be the last time that you were alive. If you died today, do you know for certain that heaven would be your home? Don't play religious games. Don't do it. Do you know for certain whether heaven would be your home? You say, well, I'm not sure. Listen, here's how you make heaven your home. You believe on Jesus, that he died on a cross, and he rose again from the grave for your sins. And if you repent, if you repent, you ask him to forgive you, and he will come into your heart. He will wipe out all of your sin and throw it as far as the east is from the west, the Bible says. Write your name in the Lamb's book of life. You'll be translated out of darkness into the kingdom of light. He said, just if I repent, yes, repent and believe. If that's you, whether you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or you want to make a recommitment at the close of this service right now, want to make a recommitment because you know you've drifted. You're not as on fire as you used to be and you know it. You're going to come back to your first love. If that's you all across this place, those online, you want to be included in that prayer, just lift your hand, do it right now. Lift your hand. Where are you? Want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time? God bless you. Make a recommitment. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you for your honesty this morning. Come on, let's pray right out loud. Say with me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of all of my sin. Make me new. Pull out the heart of stone and put in the heart of flesh. Use me to fulfill all the purpose you have for me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray. Fill each and every person right now break every bondage break every curse break every chain depression go anxiety go fill and touch your people right now in the name of Jesus amen let me bless you as we close We'll have service tonight, 6 o'clock, Wednesday, 7 o'clock. The following Wednesday, Dr. James Morocco will be here, our senior pastor and apostolic leader. So we look forward to that. Going to be starting a new series on grace on Sunday mornings. And uh, Sunday night, we've been moving in sort of a miracle uh, healing type of format. Spirit of God has got us moving in that way. Going to be doing a series on the power of the Holy Spirit on Wednesdays, and you don't want to miss that either. Great things lie ahead. Let me just bless you. Father, thank you for what you've done this morning. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. If we don't see you for Thanksgiving, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We love you. Praise God. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. 
Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.